0: welcome to the wrestle strong dojo podcast where we talk about all things wrestle strong dojo today we're going to be talking about season three episode 26 anarchy Uh, my name is elliot and thankfully he's back this week sean welcome back how are you
1: yep not too bad mate um i understand i had a bit of a a week off, I had a stand-in for me next week, but I'm sure our regular fans wouldn't be too upset to be able to hear from uh, one of the long-time personalities that we've been able to see on the show. So thank you very much, uh, Jake, for uh, for stepping in. Thankfully, after listening to it, I don't think my job's uh, in jeopardy.
0: No, your job is, I think, as safe as nails, as they say. Uh, so this episode is the last episode of Season 3 for Strong Dojo. And we begin this episode with, I don't know. I've, we're seeing a bit of a different side from Old Chainsaw here. Um, we had the birthday um, promo uh, a couple of weeks back, and geez, another another weird and scary uh, promo from Chainsaw this time, Sean.
1: Yeah, uh, I think the to put it simply, I think Chainsaw's gone mad. I, I think. the the lockdowns have broken him from what was already a bit of a demented psyche as it was. So I can only imagine what must be going through his head. Uh, I really feel sorry for whoever's going to have to deal with the brunt of Shane Saw's frustrations because it looks like he's about to explode.
0: Yeah. You could, um, you could feel it in his delivery of the words that, uh, that he was saying Um, he already has a bit of beef beef with um, Russell Strong Dojo management and as you said you know I think um, lockdowns probably uh, probably intensified that beef that he's got just judging by um, some of the words he was using
1: Ooh, yeah there's uh, there's definitely a different kind of intensity I mean he's always brought that intensity in the ring he's always brought that intensity you know bringing out what he's trying to say whether it be against an opponent or management but this was a different level. So watch out, future opponents of chainsaw. Uh, I think he uh, he might be in the straitjacket.
0: Yeah, so we're talking about Strong Nojo management. Um, up next, we get Brent Breeze addressing uh, a lot of the accusations that are made from the solution leader, Jack Hallering, um, and he addresses it in the short little video.
1: Yeah, um this is obviously, Breeze is new to the show. Um, good to see some wrestle strong data and management. We've always really seen them behind the scenes, but he seems to be, I'm not sure if it's a, a PR move by the management, but he seems to be the face of all management decisions. Uh, at least now there's somebody that the wrestlers can really direct either their concerns. Or in someone like you know Shane Saw's case, some vitriol, and uh, yet yeah, Jack Hellering obviously he's he's had a lot to say this whole season. Uh, he's managed to get a couple of wrestlers underneath his umbrella, and uh, seems to be that he's never he's always wanting more. What do you what do you think about that there, um, Elliot?
0: Yeah, um, it seems he feels as though uh, that the solution uh, have the rough end of the stick. Um... They don't seem to be put in the championship matches, the main events. Um, Hey, look, you know, now that, you know, we've got Brent Breeze there, there's actually someone there for him to actually direct a lot of his frustration. And, you know, he actually approaches him um, as we see um, in the promo afterwards. And, you know, Brent Breeze being um, what seems like a reasonable manager invites him to sit on the commentary table with them for the next match that saw uh, bone saw Brown take on uh, middle quarry.
1: Yeah. Uh, we didn't obviously didn't get to hear from Jack Ellering. He was at the announcer's desk, but not the uh, commentator's desk. Uh, we, we did see it was a bit of an eventful match uh, more so for the ending really. I mean, uh, you know, the, we did see a, a win for Bonesaw Brown. It looked like he definitely needed to pick that up after some, uh, some tough losses recently in this whole season. But uh, geez, he really didn't take too kindly to Jack Hellering. Does, Jack Hellering seems to have taken a bit of a beating this year.
0: Yeah, he has, unfortunately. And uh, the match between Bonesaw Brown and uh, Metal Corey, that went 10 minutes, 14 seconds, as Sean mentioned. Uh, Bonesaw Brown was able to pick up the victory when he was able to apply his finish of the Bone Crusher. Um, I'll tell you what, I wouldn't want to be caught in that move. looks like it uh, can cause some damage to the skull. But, um, yeah, as you said, after the match, uh, Brent Breeze goes to, uh, you know, talk to the the victor. Um, Jack Hellering, being the type of person that he is, feels as though he's just going to interfere. And, unfortunately, uh, probably didn't get the response that he wanted from Bones or Brown.
1: No, and as you said about the bone crusher, uh, yeah, how about that knee that he hit Metal Corey with when uh, Metal Corey tried to come out of the outside, really walloped him there. And I'm not sure if you freeze the frame, if you have a look, uh, guys go back to watch the episode, you'll see that there's some blood pouring out of poor uh, Metal Corey's mouth there. He, he really copped that knee. So it doesn't surprise me that uh bone saw jumped on and put on that bone crusher.
0: And uh, someone else who had the old Bone Crusher applied to them was uh, Jack Hallery.
1: Yeah, I bet you he wasn't prepared for that for this evening. I probably thought he was going to be just moving on in, high-fiving all of his uh, solution teammates or stable mates, if you will. Uh, Maybe ordering a side of chips, watching the wrestling probably didn't think he was going to get the main course of a, uh, of a train of a chokehold put on him in front of everybody in the girls club.
0: No, it wasn't a good look for Jack Hellering. and uh, immediately following that uh, Brent Breeze makes the announcement that Jack Hellering gets to choose a wrestler of his choosing to take on Bonesaw Brown um, in a one-on-one match in an upcoming uh, live event. So, uh, definitely looking forward to seeing, uh, you know, who he selects there and what kind of a match we uh, will look forward to.
1: Yeah, well, Jack Halloween does have a lot of wrestlers at his disposal with the solution, so who knows? Uh,
0: following this, we get a promo from Redshaw, and he's calling out, in his words, the Coward Club and Scooby-Doo. Um, Sean, you know, <laughs> we didn't get a chance to uh, talk about Redshaw last week together. But um, I've got to say, seeing him at the live show, sitting in the crowd watching him, um, definitely a physical specimen. And, you know, he's he's in the gym here lifting some weights and he's got some words for the uh, Crossface Club.
1: Yeah, he didn't mince words there, uh, Redshaw. Very, very impressive athlete. A uh, very impressive grappler. He's uh, he's obviously determined. I mean, you see that in the gym there. and uh, I've seen him in the ring. I've seen him up close. He's a very, very talented wrestler, and he's obviously an upstanding kind of wrestler because he you can hear in the words that he says, he's hearing the tone in his voice, he has no time for the antics of the crossface club.
0: Then after this, mystic nation, you know, unfortunately cannot find Alex Irvine.
1: no, um, well. Alex Irvine, where he's whereabouts are a mystery. So you think the Mystic Nation would be used to those kind of mysteries, but uh, apparently not. Who knows? Who knows where he is? It's a shame because, uh, you know, both of us here uh, for the podcast, we're, we're big Alex Irvine fans. So the fact that he's AWOL was a bit of a shame.
0: Yeah, it was. And it seems uh, Jess um, in the upcoming tag match is applying the uh, Freebirds rule of looking for another partner to help defend those title. And she reaches out to another podcast favorite, Shaz Namaste. I've got to say, watching this guy doing his uh, his backflips and whatnot made me very dizzy.
1: Oh, I tell you, I, I've never felt so unflexible, uh, so immovable, and just so inept, other than when I see Shaz and what he can do. But uh, for those of you who don't know as well, who may be a bit newer to wrestling that the term the free bird rule refers back to the uh, the fabulous freebirds from the 1980s which were uh, jack, jack buddy roberts uh, uh terry Gordy, and michael p.s hayes and uh they pretty much invented the rule that they decide when and who are going to defend the titles whether it be buddy roberts and uh michael P. S. Hayes, or maybe uh Michael PSA wants to jump out and take the night off. And Terry Gordy, Bam Bam himself, would jump in. So for those of you unaware, that's where the term, the Freebird Rule, comes from.
0: Yeah, and um, obviously uh, getting applied, as we mentioned, you know, Alex Irvine is missing. You know, I don't know if you heard last week, I was talking to uh, Jake Gibson. He seems to know nothing about it. Um, Very suspicious, though, when it's coming out of the mouth of Jake Gibson, though
1: yeah you got to take everything that with a grain of salt and uh by that i mean just assume he's lying
0: yep and then after that we get a short little promo from uh uh, scooby-doo i mean sorry um lito um calling out um uh, mr jess saying that you know they've met before jess might have the upper hand on her at the moment but uh Looking forward to a fight in this match.
1: i tell you what, I grew up loving Scooby-Doo. Uh, I don't think Leto is anywhere near Scooby-Doo just due to the fact that I don't think she's as hilarious and entertaining. And plus, I never had to worry about Scooby-Doo actually coming to my house and kicking my ass.
0: No, that's a very good point that uh, you make there, Sean. Uh, but look, you know, once again, you know, got to pay respects to the Crossface Club, even though we do like to tease them from time to time. Um, they always, I guess, make us eat our words, and uh, they did so in this match. Um, this match was for the Wrestle Strong Dojo Tag Team Championship, uh, which saw the Mystic Nation, the team of Mystic Jess and Shaz Namaste, taking on the Crossface Club, the team of Dean Traven and Leto. Uh, This match going 17 minutes, 47 seconds, which saw the crossface club win via submission. Uh, Towards the end of the match, uh, Mystic Jess has the upper hand over Dean Draven. Uh, I must say very good showing from Mystic Jess in this match. Uh, She's about to go for that flipping senton of hers from the top row. And then who wants to come in? The person that I interviewed last week, Jake Gibson and... uh, uh, Dean Draven, being the opportunistic wrestler that he is right now, he was able to take advantage of that, lay the crossface uh, crippler on uh, Mystic Jess, get her to tap out, and in the process, becoming tag team champions.
1: Yeah, I'm sure if you uh, if you ask Jake Gibson this week, he'll tell you that uh, if they're allowed to use that free bird rule, why can't – Crossface Club's third member get involved in the uh, match as well so I can already see the angle he'd try and play here but to their credit they got the win I mean the Mystic Nation were valiant in defeat however they just couldn't hold out Um, Dean Draven he you know he played to the whistle as they famously say in all uh, major sports I mean he didn't go and push somebody off, but he definitely took advantage of that. And uh, you know, Dean's all about taking advantage at the moment. And look, it's obviously paying off for him because once again, multiple gold in the Crossface Club.
0: Yeah, after the match, um, they do make the um, announcement that they now hold all the gold. But one thing is for sure, Sean, you know, watching season three play out the way that it has, I do notice that the booing from the crowd is becoming a lot more louder um, the more that we've seen the Crossface Club um, in season three. I don't know if you heard that.
1: Oh, I heard it. I was there. Half of that booing may have been from me, possibly. (laughs) But I definitely wasn't the only one, not only in my row, on the side, but also the entire audience. But by the looks of it, it's not just the crowd that have had enough of the antics of Crossface Club. Looks like tensions have boiled over in the locker room as well.
0: Yeah, so um, obviously there's a lot of beef there between uh, Adam Vicar and uh, Jake Gibson. Obviously, Jake Gibson taking Adam to court over the um, over his broken arm, the alleged broken arm. Um mm. You know, and last week, um, Jake Gibson interfering in a match which would have seen either Kaizuku or Adam Fakar become number one contender. And this week, I just think it all just um, came out. You could just hear the passion and the venom from Adam Fakar. You know, normally, you know, camera mics, they're not really good at picking up, you know, whenever people um, are talking in the ring without microphones, but you could hear clearly. Adam of the car and him calling out jake gibson
1: yeah we we saw this a few weeks back um adam man of his word he's just straight up had enough of jake gibson jake's little games jake's little ploys he is fed up and as much as adam is a man of his word he's a man of action and i do not blame him whatsoever for getting in that ring and defending Mystic Jesse, we've seen it before. When, when the Crossface Club tried to take out El Masteruble, who was the first one to come out? Adam Ficar. He sees he sees injustice and he goes for it. He makes sure that what's he's what right. He stands for. He's had enough of the Crossface Club, especially Jake Gibson and his underhanded tactics. I know, you know, he he did us all a favor by um, helping out. Recording the podcast last week, but that doesn't excuse him of his behaviour over the last three seasons. So I, I'm completely on Adam's side in this in this situation,
0: and, and I am too. Um, and uh, Brent Breeze actually makes the announcement um, after the brawl, stating that at the next live event for Wrestle Strong Dojo is going to be Adam Ficar taking on Jake Gibson in a lumberjack match, a match that. Seriously, I think you won't want to miss it. Um, You know That match is going to be on February the 20th at the Gales Club. I'll tell you what, if you're in the area and you've got some spare time on that day, I'd be getting down to the Gales Club because this one could potentially boil over even more. We saw a little bit of it at the the end of this, the brawl between Adam and Jake, people trying to keep them apart. Well, what's going to happen when it's a one-on-one match and there's going to be no one? to keep them apart.
1: It's not a case of if you have time, it's a case of make time because this is a match. As we said, Adam has had enough. And if you want to see as much as I do, Adam gets his hands on Jake, you will go and grab yourself a ticket. because trust me. You don't want to miss it.
0: And that's it. That is the last episode of season. Actually, sorry. No, um, Towards the end of the episode, maybe, you know, if it was a Marvel movie, you'd say it's a post credit scene. Um, we see an Almas Tereble T-shirt in the ring. Uh, what do you think about that, Sean?
1: Oh, the first thing, I, I, it's very foreboding, uh, foreshadowing, if you will. Who knows? I, I'm as perplexed as anyone else, although I will say, I want one of those t-shirts.
0: Yeah, would you know where we could get one of those t-shirts, possibly?
1: Um, well, you know, it's been hard to get a hold of um, El Mas ever since he was, uh, well, injured by Dean Draven in that infamous match. I mean, it, what a match it was! But El has been on the shelf ever since. Uh, you know, he, he sporadically messages about his rehab on Twitter, so. I'm not too sure. Like this, yeah, this, this one's got me beat. I'm not sure. What does it mean? Is it a sign of things to come? Is it a, is it a game, another game played via the the Crossface club? Who knows?
0: Mm, Interesting. Looking forward to seeing if anything does come of it. Um, And yes, so that is the last episode of season three. Um, You know, I'm just going to, I guess, give my quick thoughts um, of what I thought of season three, and then I'll get your uh, thoughts on it, Sean. I just thought this was uh, one of the best seasons for Wrestle Strong Dojo. I think we've seen after season one to two, saw some definite improvements, uh, introduction of more wrestlers, and then come to season three, we get even more wrestlers. And I just think we just get some really great story development, great character development. We're getting to know more about the wrestlers, what, you know, makes them tick. And uh, I just felt it added to some great matches as well. Um, And, yeah, season three for me was fantastic.
1: Yeah, it was... uh, There's definitely been a progression through when it comes to who you want to see fight each other. I mean... Originally, season one, we had the heavyweight tournament through. Uh, season two, we had the guys who'd really, you know, progressed through that tournament and didn't quite get the, the goal, try and beat, try and get to Adam Ficar. Uh We had the, the turn of Dean Draven. We had the, the rise of Elmas Terrible. We had Banjo Powers just powering through everybody in season two and three. As a, am not sure, has he taken over as the longest holding or longest reigning junior heavyweight champion? Because you know Alex Irvine, one of our favourites, was the longest after he defeated Jake Gibson. I mean, we, we've had so much to deal with, whether it be the, the rise of Mystic Nation, uh, the, the turn of Dean Draven and the formation of the Crossface Club, uh, Lido forming up with... Banjo Powers and forming the head biters, which also just pretty much was a precursor to the extension of the Crossface Club. We've had Metal Corey, we've had uh, had, uh, Chainsaw, Chainsaw being stuck essentially this whole time, only sporadically being able to see him. Uh, We've had Bonesaw Brown come through, we've had Redshaw, Redshaw come from South Australia, Coming up to Western Sydney because he hears this is where the place is to be to find the best competitors. I mean, th- there's been some great stuff on here, so I'm looking forward to season four. What, what more? What more can we can we expect? You know?
0: Yeah, and look, as much as I hate to admit it, I would you'd have to say season three uh, well and truly belonged to the Crossface Club.
1: Yep, you uh, you know we we call a spade a spade here, and we always give credit where credit is due. And man, they hold the gold. What can you say? You you, you can't argue with the results.
0: And I guess just off the top of your head, uh, favorite match from season three?
1: Um, definitely would have to be the aforementioned uh, Dean Draven versus El Masurible. Uh Not the finish, but the match was an emotional roller coaster. I really thought uh, Elmas would have done that, but uh, a newly turned bad guy, Dean Draven just showed how what he's willing to do to get that win. But before that, it was a hell of a match.
0: Yeah, I'd have to, um, I'd have to grieve you on that one. Although I usually find myself tossing up between that match and the match between Ryan Miller and, Banjo Powers but I think if you were to pick any of those two um, you know you're not going to be wrong but um, yeah great season and uh, as always Sean I've enjoyed uh, reviewing it uh, with you and you know what I can't wait to review season four
1: neither can I and uh, hopefully we get to catch up uh, depending on our timetables but I'm going to be making time Uh, February 20 I'm going to be getting myself some tickets so Hope to see you there, all you listeners. If, if you do see me in the crowd, don't be shy. Come over and say good day.
0: Yeah, and uh, on behalf of Sean and I, to anybody who has taken the time to download and listen to us or even comment on social media, I'd like to say a big thank you. Really appreciate it. Um, Sean and I just do this because we obviously love Russell Strong Dojo and we love talking about it. And to know that people listen to it is, um, I don't know, it's a really good feeling. So um, once again, I look forward to doing it all again in season four.
1: So do I. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Elliot, always a pleasure.
0: No worries. Catch you next time.